1: Tennis Direct are Australia's favorite online tennis store with fast delivery and great prices. Free delivery on orders over one hundred and fifty dollars. Just visit their website tennisdirect.com.au and you can get a ten percent discount store wide. Just use the promo code Serve ten. That's first serve one zero.
0: In the Huddle was created to give student athletes, parents and coaches an inside look at the journey through U.S. college sport and all that comes with it, the demands, the experiences, the excitement and the opportunities available to our student athletes from around the world. Study and Play USA facilitates a comprehensive, customised approach for student athletes and families for their whole journey, from their high school preparation years right through to U.S. college graduation. Welcome to this episode of In the Huddle. For the next few moments, we're going to talk about transition. In other episodes, we've heard from some of our US college graduates and their transition out of high school and into college, and then from college out into the working world. So for those who like to plan ahead for their future, this episode is a must listen. We're joined in this episode by Alex Opecich himself, a former college student athlete who is so passionate about this transition beyond college uh, that he started a business called Athlete to Business. Welcome, Alex.
1: Thank you, mate. Appreciate you having me on board. Yeah, looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, no, it's um, it's, a, it's a pretty cool topic, and um, I think it's a uh, something that we don't probably talk about enough, uh, and and probably not enough people know enough about. So I'm really looking forward to hearing your insight. But um, mm. maybe we might start by, I mean, I, I had a I had a good research of your your website, athlete to business website. Um, can you tell us about your company, and then what's your mission?
1: Yeah, definitely. So I'll, I'll start with the mission, and then I'll tell you a bit about the company. But the mission, is or it's kind of purpose, but uh, essentially is uh, um, I want to help uh, athletes find their purpose post sport. That's what the business is about, and and we do that through career upskilling and education, and then ultimately job placement. So the core uh, function of the business is placing former elite athletes uh, so retired elite athletes or those who are elite athletes who have scope to work part-time or, or, full, or full-time like you'll find some Olympians do um, and we place them within uh, corporate jobs within companies who value the athletes unique skills and experiences and within companies who have an athlete-friendly culture as well so just don't want to don't want I can, I can go all day about what an athlete-friendly culture looks like one of the biggest things for me is instead of having a manager to have a coach, you know, that's, one of the big areas I found, um, I didn't like and liked when, when I transitioned into the corporate space, when, when I had a manager, it just wasn't, uh, the best fit. But when I had a coach, uh, that's when I felt at home, you know, like you're doing sport. Uh, so I, even in sport, you'll have some, you know, I had some coaches who were more, uh, rulers or this is how it is as opposed to coaches you know mentoring you and coaching you properly so so that's one of the things i look for in in placing athletes in an environment where they can learn grow be themselves and and be uh, be the best version they can be in in the in the in the working world
0: now that's good it's a pretty good summary i think um yeah i like the word um you know a a coach culture, Um, I like the concept of that. I think that's really important because as you know, we are wired a little bit differently (laughs) as athletes. Um, But um, it looks like you've filled a gap in the market really for something like this, it's, you know, so you're obviously working with professional athletes uh, transitioning out of their sports careers um, into the next phase of their lives as well, but also working with US college graduates, as as you just said, as they emerge from, you know, an awesome four-year experience. They're returning home and and ready to start that, you know, the next chapter. Um, But I guess, you know, like no matter what path athletes take, whether it's, whether they want to go pro or want to go to college or go pro via college, I mean, there's going to be a day when they need to transition yeah. Uh, into a different world of employment in most cases you know um, yeah. if we focus on professional athletes first Alex uh, if we just focus on on the pros um, what, what are some of the challenges that you find that, that, that they're facing uh, when they finish their sporting careers
1: yeah um, so the two levels of, of challenges and there's there's one, there's the emotional and psychological side and then the, the other is, is technical. But I'll touch on the technical in terms of the challenges of transitioning into some sort of career next. And and the big especially now in, in this COVID world, the biggest challenge I found with athletes is lack of relevant industry experience. And it's uh you know how how do you get experience without getting a chance somewhere. (laughs) That's one of those things. And I I completely uh, resonate with that. You know, it's it's a good question. And it's unfortunate the way that employers are thinking right now because there's an abundance of talent out in the market, you know, a lot of redundancies, people being let go. It's very hard, especially for a student graduate, uh, a, a graduate student athlete to come into the corporate space right now. Most companies are looking for someone with at least one or two years relevant experience within the within the industry right so that that's one challenge and there's ways that you can you can tackle that and we can go into it um and then the other challenge is just like uncertainty but a lot of people go through this is what what do i want to do next how do i go about it you know what's especially most young people they want to work within something that they're highly passionate about straight away straight out of college and you know it takes time it takes patience takes patience um it took me 10 years to find something that i'm passionate about post post sport and i had no patience and uh got there eventually but um so it's yeah those are the things it's the the emotional and psychological side of things or the mental side of things is uncertainty uh unfulfillment what do i do next um you know what's what's my skill set and then the other one is the the technicality side of things is just lack of experience so those are the challenges i'm seeing
0: Yeah, no, that's interesting. I think like from a pro point of view, like, um, you know, we read about it all the time with some of probably our better known athletes who've done very well at the Olympic level or professional level. Um, And they come out of something where they get a fairly, you know, they're getting quite a bit of adulation um, from the public and there's the adrenaline rush of competing and sometimes in front of big crowds and things like that. Um, I'd imagine getting, stepping out of that and then um, going into a corporate place where that, that, that life is over. And this is a new life is, is, is big. And then I guess in some cases you've got, um, in that sport is all they know, you know, they might've been a a child prodigy and really never, um, don't have any formal qualification and things like that for some of the pros. And I suppose that would be, I guess that'd be a challenge from a pro side of things, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's a big challenge from, from a pro side of things is uh well a you touched on it and, and i'll go back to saying earlier i look for companies with an athlete-friendly culture and, and one of the other aspects is that adrenaline rush from sport i find most athletes you know i did as well that you you miss that adrenaline rush from sport and i try and find company cultures where you get a glimpse of that adrenaline rush or you know it, it's never going to be replicated to the same way because you're not going to sit in front of a computer with uh, thousands of people cheering you on great typing you know,
0: yeah, oh, yeah, great, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Speech. You can certainly get it from presentations and maybe um, keynote speeches you might give here and there. That, that's a that's a good of an adrenaline rush. I find most athletes, trend and then the core the core couple of roles that I've, that I place athletes in is sales and, and business development. I find most athletes find that adrenaline rush within a sales type of environment. Um, yeah, or an entrepreneurial type of environment as well. That I, I certainly found that that adrenaline rush there as well. Um, but yeah, the especially the professionals when, and you have to you have to give your one hundred percent energy and focus on your sport. Otherwise, you don't become a professional athlete. It's, you know, it's going to be hard for you to compete. You, you know what I mean? So you got to give all your energy into it. But there are certain things that I um, speak to athletes about who, who are in that spot. You just have to find a way. To to do something else, and where you can, where you can, and upskill yourself as 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 much as possible.
0: Yeah, that's that's a that's a key point. I think basically what you really said there was like, um, you know, athletes are competitive by nature, so getting a competitive environment as well, right? You know, so sales, and in in a sense, it is a competition in in a way, sales within within a company, and um, Mm -hmm. I, I always remember. Again, I've came straight out of college and I worked for a, um, a publications firm in Oklahoma City and um, my, that was my first job out of college and um, hopelessly unprepared for that job. But um, but I, they saw something in me, I guess. You know, I guess it might have been the athlete thing because um, the interview sure wasn't that great. <laughs> but <laughs> um, got the job and my very first salesman, a very, very blokey Uh, male dominated sort of uh, company, sales driven. And um, I remember my first week I made $400 worth of sales and I've got guys that are high flyers of getting $45,000 worth of sales and putting it all up on the board. And I'll never forget when I made my, when I announced what I sold that week you know, standing ovation, the owner and his wife came out with a cake with a big Aussie flag on it. And yeah. you know, classic American, but <laughs> like, like, classically American, right? Really making me yeah. feel really good. And I, and I knew that I, you know, I had yeah. a pretty pretty average week to be honest, but I, I sort of loved that, you know, and then yeah. I saw, sort of right. And then I could see everyone else's numbers. And then the competitive side of me said, okay, I can do better than this next week. I'm going to nail this. And, yeah. and so, then, so and, and again, the, the that was the best, best company I could possibly have transitioned into because it was just, um, there's so many people who wanted to help me. Um, and then there was so many people to compete with, you know, and then there was a, a few bonuses and, and trips to the Bahamas and things like that, if we could reach yeah, certain yeah. targets. So that just appealed to the, the athlete straight away.
1: Absolutely. That, that's a great example of an athlete friendly culture right there. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> and that's the type of companies I try and partner with as, as much as I can.
0: Yeah, it was it was a it was a hard one to leave. I eventually came back to Australia. That was that was fun. So no, that that when you mentioned that um, culture, that that reminded me of that. So I thought I'd share that with you. But yeah. mate, if we just um, if we just sort of stick on, go back out of the pro thing, and then probably focus more on these student athletes now uh, transition. But mate, talk about yourself for a moment. Um, I sort of mentioned at the top you are a, are a student athlete, but can you just tell us quickly about your Uh, college experience and you're a basketballer, right?
1: Yes, yeah, 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 so so I started playing really elite level at the Australian Institute of Sport in Canberra. I was there for a year and then after that, I got a scholarship to Furman University. It's a small D1 school in in South Carolina Um, and uh, yeah, I was was, I think six months or so after the AIS. It was August. Um, I went and, uh, no, actually, I went to in July. I did summer school and, uh, yeah, started my four year stint in in South Carolina, Greenville, South Carolina. But initially, it was a bit of a a tough transition getting used to the the culture, mate. But it was quickly, you know, it took me a couple of months or so uh, to get used to it. And I I absolutely loved it. It was probably, you know, one of the best four years of my life, as I'm sure, you know, and most student athletes, it's amazing. Over there, you know, I recommend yeah. it to to anyone. Um, I've got two, two little daughters now, and um, they're two and a half and, uh, and a seven month old. <laughs> I'm already having plans for them to go to college in the U S. Do you know
0: what I mean? Like,
1: I, I, yeah, I highly recommend it for anyone. It was just an amazing experience.
0: Yeah. No, that's awesome, mate. And, and um can you tell us what what did you end up studying and, 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 yeah. and how did you, how was that transition when you graduated? Did you stay over there and work? Um, did you do some internships along the way or what, what was, yeah. How, how did yeah. The, um, yeah. the academic side of things fall into place?
1: Well, I, um, I'll, if I, if I'm honest, I'll probably say I was a little bit irresponsible. I, I went there purely from that athlete mindset. You know, I, you're a student athlete, but I uh, ignorantly call myself, and as most athletes do, is an athlete student. Um, so I, I studied communication, um, just kind of fell into it. I, I, I battled around a variety of, of different things to try and study, but I just found I, I couldn't focus and I found it too hard. And, and I kind of, not, not that communication is easy, but I think it just fit my personality the most. And that's that's what I ended up studying. Uh, which was a pretty uh, very fun and interesting degree i um i enjoyed it and I, I probably didn't apply myself as much as i'd like to or should have in, in studies I, I regret that a little bit but i still, you know you, you kind of you kind of don't know so subconsciously i learned so much and engraved you know my communication skills went up tenfold just my general confidence went up tenfold. And you don't know at the time when you're going through this. I got, I came out of college thinking, I don't know if I learned anything. I don't know. But four or five years later, I learned a lot. Like even now, to the, you know, to this day, geez, I learned so much in college. And and uh, I would, if I had to do it again, I would have liked to be more aware of that, of what I'm learning and what was coming into me subconsciously. I, I would have liked to, uh, be aware of it more consciously, if, if that makes sense. I might be blabbering here, but that, yeah. that, that's the as best. As no, not at all. It. No. Yeah, yeah. Um, no. Yeah, so that that's, um, did a communication degree. Um, and I, so yeah, basketball was a massive focus. You know, I had dreams of playing professionally and pretty much uh, a couple of months after graduating I got a professional gig to play basketball in Europe. So I, I didn't stay in the US. I, I was trying, I had a, a sign with an agent and I was trying to get a professional contract as soon as possible. And I did, I ended up um, going to Greece. And then that's what, that's where my professional career started straight away. So I went, literally I went from, um, I remember graduating, going through the uh, that whole graduation parties and, and all that stuff. And then flying home to Sydney for a few weeks and then going straight to Greece. <laughs> so it's all kind of happened quick.
0: Yeah. Um, I imagine that's a, that's a talk about transition, right? That's, uh, that's, that's a pretty swift one. Um, yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, look, it, you weren't babbling there at all. It's, um, it's, it's very much resonate with your, your experience uh, yeah. as well. Yeah, I think the only thing, the only regret I have in college is I wish I knew what I knew now, like in terms of starting it again yeah. and having a different approach approach to study and things like that. Right. And, and, and probably start planning my future a little, little bit in college, which I want to talk to you about shortly as well um, in terms of what our current kids can be doing over there to prepare, but I'll come back to that. But um, yeah. So um, yeah, that's a, that's an interesting perspective. So, yeah, so with your you know, and I suppose all of that experience is a big driver for what you've started, right? Athlete to business, your personal experience.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's how the whole idea behind the business started. Um, So I alluded to my lack of non-basketball awareness was uh, was horrible. All my energy and focus was on basketball and nothing else. Uh, So then I went and played professionally straight away, which I thought was awesome and great. And and (laughs) looking back on it, probably probably wasn't. and uh, two years into my professional career in Europe, I, I hurt my knee and had to get knee surgery. And I, long story short, I had three knee surgeries and, and ended up finishing finishing my career. So it all kind of came to a halt pretty quickly. Um, in between some of the knee surgeries there as well, I played semi-professionally in in Australia, in, in Siebel, um, which was good. We won the championship in 2012. I always like to throw that in. Um, yeah, well, but, uh... yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, was, I wasn't the same player as, as I used to be. So, so that transition from professional basketball player to, to kind of the corporate world or my next stage of life was really poor for me, really, really bad. Like I was just absolutely clueless about anything else outside of basketball because I just never, and, and not, not just the, the technicalities side of things, but you know how it is as, as an athlete, you're chasing a dream, you have a purpose in the morning, you wake up, you go to training, you're gonna try and win games. try and win championships you want to be the best that you can be so that application as a human being is a great feeling once basketball stopped i had no feeling like that i was what am i striving towards now what's my purpose what's what's my dream what am i chasing it was nothing so that i struggled with that feeling for about a couple of years to be honest i just had no idea and it was it was a mental massive mental struggle for me um until i landed on my feet uh, in, a, in a small town called Albury with donga you probably heard of it um, where, where huh? started, yeah well I played Siebel and I you know I just said to myself I'm just gonna have to apply myself into something else outside of basketball somehow and I fell into sales and um, just started transfer transferring all those high-performing habits from sport into sales and then that's really where my, my kind of entrepreneurial journey started and and, and um dreaming for something else for a bigger purpose that's through it where, where it all where, where it all started um, but it took me some time to to kind of figure out what's next and, and where do i go so the reason behind athlete to business is I, I noticed the correlation with high performance in sales and former athletes so that's the one one side of things but i also noticed that a lot of other athletes struggle struggle with that transition piece so i want to educate and upskill and train athletes on how to best transition um, to, 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 transition better than I did, essentially. So that's, uh, the, that's how the
0: business started. Fantastic. Yeah. Thanks for sharing all your story because it is, it's, I think there's so many people that potentially listening, whether they're former athletes, uh, mm-hmm. former student athletes or current, you know, probably identify with that. But I think just listening to you and then thinking about obviously just resonating with my own situation. And I think these days, um, because we're meeting with a lot of families that, that that are thinking about sending their sons and daughters over to America, and one of the main questions that comes up um, is employability beyond college, and it's, it's an important question. And I think I think it's a I think it's a sign of the times. I think um, I think we seem to be a little more planned and organised these days in terms of you know. I had no plan when I went to college. I just wanted to get the best scholarship I could at the best program where I can get the best tennis for me. Yeah. And it sounds, yeah. like sounds yeah. like you for basketball. Right. But yeah. I think yeah. now if I could create, you know, and I say this to every family we meet, if we could create the perfect pathway uh, for four years or perfect four years, okay, yes, we need that. we need the sporting fit. That's crucial, right? Most families will need a scholarship that's um, handy uh, and within their budget. Um, Most people too now are academically probably a little bit more um, organised than perhaps you and I were (laughs) when we went to college. I think schools do a little bit of a better job at that these days, maybe. But um, but it's also the other thing I tell them is it's it's your opportunity to network when you're in America and start planning for your future. So um, use those four years to plan for the next phase. Don't wait until you finish and then say next what so what next? Sorry, Um, so. I think, um, yeah, I, I think despite the challenges that these student athletes face, um, that we've just sort of talked about, um, we see it a lot with our student athletes. They have, they have, when we talk about employability, they do have a lot of traits that, um, separate them sometimes from non-athletes and that's no disrespect to non-athletes, obviously. Yes, but yeah. but we see, our, we see like through our work, mate, that, that, um, Yeah, they got a point of difference, um, both in the US post-graduation if they wanna work and they've got that opportunity or back in their home country. Um, And just looking at your website, Alex, um, I notice you've got a page devoted there to business owners and employees, employers, sorry, um, to demonstrate why former athletes are so employable. And if we look at some of that, I've just written down some of these, like highly motivated, highly focused, competitive, we've talked about that. exceptionally disciplined. I really like that one because you have to be an, an, um, yeah. resilient, driven, coachable is a huge one, I think these days too. So um, that's just just a few of them. But can you talk through some of these and what you see in your daily operations there and, and how it, how that, how those traits translate to, opp- you know, opportunities for employment?
1: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've could, I could gone all, all day about this, obviously a, a passionate topic of, of mine as well. But f- first of all, student athletes are highly employable, um, especially in in the US. There's a lot of businesses who just look look for student athletes um, and it's becoming more prevalent here in, in Australian now as well. So a few reasons, um, and I know this in the US, but it's becoming more known in Australia. Uh, a student athlete in, in, in the US is essentially a professional athlete. Like, you know, you know that you, you train like a professional athlete and you're competing at a such a high level against some of the best players or athletes or competitors in the world on off your age. Everybody is trying to go to the US to be a student athlete. Make, make no mistake about it. So you're competing at a very, very, very high level in sport, like a professional athlete, yet you're also in a very high pressure situation academically as well. So there's only 24 hours in the day, or I don't know, um, 14 hours in a day, the rest you've got to sleep, hopefully. Um, so, you know, how do you fit all that in, in a day? Uh, and the biggest thing is you have to be highly disciplined. So that's one of the biggest traits of, of student athletes. The other, the other one is, you know, and I'm going to focus here specifically in, in Australia for a second, and I know it's in the US as well, but I, the, the most in-demand skill, that I'm seeing from employers right now in the market is emotional intelligence, right? So communication skills and and emotional intelligence, that's a big one. And it's hard to teach emotional intelligence. I think it it comes with life experience. And you'll be surprised, maybe you're not surprised, but some people might be surprised. How many employers go to me say, hey, Alex, look, yeah, sounds great. I want to employ an athlete or someone who's this one, etc., etc., cetera. But in general, I want someone who's maybe travelled around the world, someone who's got some life experience about them, someone who's had to struggle for certain things, and then I'll describe, I'll describe to an employer of what a student athlete looks like and what they do, and they absolutely love. Yet yeah, find someone like that for me. So, I'm, I'm, you probably know this, and you might not, but no um it's just how it is the the australian culture is obviously not as big as the u.s in terms of that student-athlete side of things and there's a lot of employers in australia who just have no idea of what a student-athlete does or what a student-athlete is rightfully so fair enough it's just not the type of culture that we have here so i'm trying to raise awareness of that more and more but i find those who do know what a student-athlete is a no-brainer highly employable highly employable um yeah you're you're a superhuman i think a student-athlete superhuman so yeah, there's so so many so employable because
0: um, of those reasons. And I'm gonna I'm gonna now call student athletes from now on superhumans, and they're gonna love it. Yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, it is. It, it's a huge. That's what um, you know. It's very very hard for us to get that across sometimes to families in Australia that are coming out of the Australian culture, as you said, probably not aware of the American uh, attitude or culture or status that a student athlete may have. But what we try and tell people is that your your status is elevated once you become a student athlete. And and You're when gone. you and when you graduate, um it's a heck of achievement. A heck of an achievement. And, and and again in Australia we get bogged down a little bit on, oh I really gotta get the right course. You know, it's gotta be exactly what I want. I don't know what it is and I mean as you get to America, as you know, you can you can mix and match a little bit. You can experiment with, with courses and eventually but I'm, very bluntly i actually think your the actual degree that you get is less important um, than the experience itself um, you yeah, Massively know, so agree. yeah you know it's a huge one and, and i think you know when when a student athlete or superhuman um, comes <laughs> home from 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 the us college experience i think the number one asset is just that a U.S. college experience. And, and it's, yeah. um, there's nothing wrong with studying in your home country, um, as we know, uh, yeah. but there's something to be said for the benefits of living away from home and you know, the independence, maturity, um, and a different perspective. I think that's, yeah. you know, we, we, we call them pile toppers, you know, um, your, your resume is probably you're going to get into a short list. Okay. You know, an employer is reading through resumes and probably sees, you know, the same sort of high schools and universities and a little bit of the sameness to the resume. Yeah. Oh went to Furman University. Okay, four years scholarship. Okay, got a degree. Okay, I need to interview this guy. I think I need to talk to him or we'll talk to her because yeah. I think they're gonna have a unique perspective, um, a worldly perspective perhaps that others may not. So that's that's my take. Amanda, yeah. well. you'll
1: be surprised um how many interviews I got that I was way under qualified for um, as you know I, I just wasn't I wasn't qualified for it at all with companies purely because I saw firm university on my resume um, you know it's just a quick Google search these days and you can find out what the school does regardless of just that experience and there was a lot of interviews that I just I just wasn't prepared for that I went to um, you know probably 20k higher salaries to what I was worth as well, 10 to 20k. I, I remember. I actually ended up getting a job. I remember for a for a business. Um, and I'll just be blunt. This is you know 10 years ago, and, and my starting salary was 80k. There's no chance that that's an entry level role even today. No chance. And I, I was I was fired within two months because I had no idea what I was doing. But <laughs> but it just goes to say that that's why and why I've started this business. And a lot of people are smarter than I am that, that are coming out. But why why I started this business is to kind of educate student athletes on how to use that experience to gain better employment to to get a competitive advantage not just to gain employment but to get a competitive advantage in the workforce you know you you yeah. I, I ended up using that student athlete story throughout my sales cycle and i still do obviously it's a part of the business story and um as you said people just find it interesting people want to be surrounded by interesting people not sameness sameness is boring different is interesting that's one of the biggest um, assets that you can gain by being a student athlete.
0: Yeah, it's just interesting listening to you and your, you know, the interview. Obviously, you got you got the job, um, but then you know struggled a little bit with the with the actual job because of lack of experience and things like that. But, and, and um, mentally, but
1: mentally,
0: mentally, yeah, yeah, mentally not ready for that. So I think really what you what I just picked up from what you're saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, is Take the U.S. college experience. No one can take that from you. That's a very unique thing that's an asset on your resume. But add preparation to that and, you, yes. you know, the welds world, your oyster a little bit, right? So 100%. I think that's, that's what I've picked up from what you just said. So, I mean, just on that note, um, Alex, um, obviously we've got a lot of listeners mean, um, more and more with each episode that passes, which is great. But we got some parents and athletes out there, parents of athletes out there, um, you know maybe they're about to embark on a US college journey, or you might have some student athletes themselves listening to this in their dorm rooms in the US. Um, how how do you help? Let's just give you a scenario. Let's there's a there's a girl uh, soccer player sitting in America right now listening to this, and. Um, uh, you know, one year in or second year of college, um, you know, how, how, you know, if you were to get in touch with her, for example, or she was to get in touch with you, how do you help that athlete right now start to prepare for, um, you know, life out of college?
1: Yeah. Um, it's, it, obviously it's each individual case and, and depending on if that person has some idea of, of what they want to do, um, even if they don't, uh, this this would apply as well. But the biggest thing I would say, so I'm just gonna talk around the technicalities and actual actionable tips outside of the, there's a, there's a program that I've designed which I call Another Plan A, which, so that's why I would have to go in, in depending on the person and go a completely different way, but long story short, Another Plan A essentially helps athletes find an, another passion or another purpose that they're as passionate about as their sport. So not, not a plan B, you know, I had plan B and the communication degree was my plan B. Um, I, you know, I had, I wanted to work in PR. I don't know why PR sounded interesting to me. I'm like, yeah, I want to be a work in public relations. That's where I want to work after basketball. That's my plan B, right? Ne- never eventuated because it's a plan B. So I always tell athletes, you you've got to find something that you're as passionate about as you're right now. So, um, speak to your speak to your professors just talk about the the real world connect with as a student athlete you have access to uh, sponsors and corporates and business professionals who are sponsoring your scholarship right and you, you probably have all these networking events all the time probably digitally now just ask them questions ask them hey give me some advice on how to best transition into the corporate space what do you think I would fit for what should I do so that, that's one way one thing if you can kind of unsure. Speak to people who have been there, done that. I will go as far. The, the best thing that I've done for my business is find a mentor. So someone, someone who has been to where I want to be. So long story short, is a 40 years um, CEO in the recruitment space. Yeah, you know, I want to be that. So I went and found this guy, and now he's my mentor. So find somebody, and most likely, if you're a student athlete, it's going to be somebody within your closed circles, within the city that you're in, who's a, a successful business person. Be sponsoring your program. So speak to speak to those people, just speak to them, find out. Be open and be vulnerable, like be, be vulnerable as much as you can. Man, the best thing I've done is just started being vulnerable with my business and about my personal stories and struggles and failures, and it's gotten so much attention. And it's, it's, kind of, it's, it's where I generate leads from, um, from, from a business point of view. But if I'm gonna be a bit more technical on that, start using LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a get off Instagram and get off Facebook as much as you can. Just get off it. Minimize on on how you use it. Minimize your time. I think the amount of time that young people use Instagram these days, switch that around to LinkedIn. Spend all that time on LinkedIn and network with industry professionals, work on your profile, start a blog. Just start a blog about something that you're interested in. And when you graduate, that's how you battle that experience thing, right? So, you come to a job interview, great. You're a student athlete. Um, you know you've done this, 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 but you just don't have enough experience as a PR agent, probably uh, in public relations and one. Well, actually, check out my blog. Right? Like that's so powerful. That's so powerful. Even even a blog or, or a vlog as well. Just get active on LinkedIn, and I I, I do a variety of LinkedIn courses and help athletes. Um, but it's nothing a quick Google search can can help you out. You know how to best maximize my LinkedIn profile. Um, that's the the technical tip. So I don't want to say a lot here. There's a variety of ways, but the the best thing that you can do right now is maximize your LinkedIn profile.
0: Yeah, that's that's great advice. I mean, and also I love what you said about the networking and it's just, um, again, very, very hard to explain to people that haven't been to America, certainly not as a student athlete is that Americans love, um, giving opportunities it's the land of opportunity as they say um and they love giving opportunities to student athletes as you say that they're intrigued by student athletes um 99 of americans have never been a student athlete um you know so so you're 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 in a fairly um uh unique situation to be getting these opportunities and obviously being australian or being international uh, makes you stand out from the crowd and, and then you get alumni as you just mentioned will come and and plug you in, you know, and say, Hey, yeah. what do you what, what are you doing this summer? Um, well I'm going back to Australia. Hey, no you're not. I've got an internship here for you yeah. at Silicon Valley. I'll take it.
1: Boom. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. yeah, so yeah, the two words I, I you know, say yes. Yeah, the two words I say you kids yeah. when you get when you get any option of opportunities. Um, just take it. It might not be in the even in the field that you're interested in at that point. Yeah. But it's gonna yeah. it's gonna teach you teach you something.
1: So, yeah so oh, sorry not on that point this is really important where i struggle is, you don't have to do something that you're interested in or passionate about straight away just go do something where even if you're the mailman in, in campus just do something and extrapolate that on your resume when you have to so yeah
0: yeah i love that and again you know, i think listening to your story this sounds pretty similar to mine so it must mean that there's a lot of people out with a similar story but i think ultimately yeah. it's you got to constantly evolve and constantly not not beat yourself up if things don't go to plan. That was a big that's a big thing I think too. You know, like um, we like to like to be organized and plan, but you know plans are meant to change sometimes. And yeah. um, you know most of the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, I think just quickly, I think when I was in year ten, Alex, I was dreaming of being at Wimbledon, like much like you were trying to you know, dreaming of playing in the NBA. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, And as a result, I did very little schoolwork and was lucky enough to even get into college, to be honest, because of my lack of focus academically. But um, so I went from school to wanting to be a pro to trying pro before I went to college, which back then the rules allowed uh, temporarily. Um, And then um, I I guess a failed professional foray, uh, wasn't quite good enough, wasn't ready. Um, College, great, develop, develop, develop. And then I left college twice, wanted to go play professionally wow. again and found wow. out the hard way that I just wasn't, it just, you know, it was a long way off for me, if, 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 if at all. So then, you know, America take three was, okay, let's get a degree. And, and, and then I actually became a student for the first time, really focused on that. And then um, got a business degree, came back to Australia and decided to be a teacher. Okay, and then uh, loved every minute of all of that, and then um, started studying play USA and been doing that ever since. So that's yeah. a that's a roller coaster. That's not a direct path to now. Yeah. That's every bit of that was awesome, um, challenging at times. But I think that just resonates with me as well. Um, what you just said, how don't you know? Be patient. Um, things don't always work out. You know the way you yeah. planned it as well.
1: But if you if you like you did and I think I did as well, if you give it your best and your all with uh, and you're all energy with whatever you're doing, the universe somehow finds a way to make make things work out for you.
0: Totally, yeah. What does that say? The harder you work, the luckier you get, and those types of yeah. things.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you know, if you complain about the job you hate and you know blah blah blah, and you're just not happy, and you're not, you know, you know doing something you're passionate about, or I'm a failed athlete, you know, shit it didn't go the way I want it to go. If you have that mindset, then you will attract that type of mindset of people negativity, blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I did. As soon as, soon as I, I switched my mindset to, you know what, I'm just going to do as best as I can. And I have faith that something of passion or purpose will find me. And it did. So I, that's, yeah, that's a great point.
0: No, I think, Alex, very good uh, point to, to probably wrap up, mate, and it's and, um, really, really been a pleasure chatting, and um, as I said, I'm pleased there are people like you and your company, you know, athlete to business out there who are, who are here to help our young student-athletes as they prepare for their post-college uh, journey, so it's um, a very important topic to us, as you can probably tell. Uh, and. Yeah and to all parents of athletes and, and athletes themselves, because I think we all seek that um, purpose, as you've mentioned, and happiness in any transition we make in life. So, again, thank you, Alex, and uh, for coming on In The Huddle, and um, we look forward to keeping in touch.
1: Yeah, definitely. Thank you for having me on. That was fun. I love I'm sure we could talk for hours more.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We'll share some, oh, yeah. More, share some more college stories next time, huh?
1: Yeah,
0: for sure. sure. Trip down memory lane. No, thanks again, Alex.
1: Thank you. Thanks, mate. Appreciate
0: it. Subscribe to the First Serve via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your preferred podcast platform to listen at your convenience to all our weekly content, including past editions of In the Huddle, produced by Study and Play USA, as well as our dedicated commercial radio program each Monday on sem that you may have missed at 7pm Eastern, Aussies only, and crunching the numbers. Subscribe to The First Serve, your home of tennis.